Hello and welcome to Penalty on the Podcast or Overtime, the weekly XFL and now USFL predicting podcast. Uh, this week, uh, predicting week nine of the XFL 3.0 and also week one of the USFL 2023 Um Let's get started soon. This will be really interesting. Um, before I do anything else, um, this is the second episode coming out today. Um, if you would if, like to listen to the other one, it's a penalty on the podcaster. I just want to talk episode. It's about Dan Snyder being gone from the NFL. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you can find this podcast. It is titled Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. So now let's get started. If I have any new listeners, the way this is going to work is I'm going to uh, look at last week's slate of games for the XFL and talk about each game. And then I'll go to this week's slate of games for the XFL and USFL, give predictions for score, outcome, um, like predictions for player performances, stuff like that. Um, uh, just an important note, this is not gambling advice. Um, I truly mean that um, I'm not in any way responsible for any money that was lost. It really was lost while gambling on things said in this podcast. Uh, also, this podcast is available on YouTube and Spotify. If you'd like to check out this podcast on the other platform, the link will be in the description. If you would like, this is a non-sponsored podcast. If you would like to approach me with a sponsorship or contact me for whatever reason, uh, my email will be in the description. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Help the channel grow. It's free. It takes about a second. You can always change your mind later. Also, uh, if you are on YouTube, make sure to ding that bell to never miss an episode. Now, let's get started. So, with the XFL, last week, I'm going to do the XFL first, the Vegas Vipers got beaten by the St. Louis Battlehawks, as expected. The Renegades beat the Guardians in overtime. The Roughnecks beat the Brahmas also in overtime. That, that was a fun game to watch, the comeback by the Brahmas, but they ultimately lost. And then the defenders beat the Sea Dragons by a single point, ending the Sea Dragons' five-game win streak. Defenders are still on top. So this upcoming game, Vegas Vipers, one of the worst, I think the second-worst team in the league, versus the Roughnecks, who snapped a three-game slide against the Brahmas. And, yeah, of course the Roughnecks are going to win. They're just so much better than the Vipers. The Vipers are terrible. Uh, the Roughnecks are sixth in passing offense, so they're not that good. Six of eight. The Vipers are dead last. And also... The Vipers are also dead last in rushing offense. The Roughnecks are also sixth in uh, rushing offense. 
Um, the Vipers are dead last in scoring. Um, with only 20 touchdowns, Roughnecks are sixth. And then if we switch to the defense, the Vipers are again in dead last for tackles. And the Roughnecks are sixth. And that's basically for everything, fumbles, interceptions, and scoring. So the Vipers are just a really bad team. The Roughnecks are, they're okay. They're bottom half in just about every stat. But they're better than the Roughnecks. I predict Brandon Silvers to throw at least one, to throw at least two touchdowns in this game. Because the Vipers are just so bad. And I predict, um, I predict, uh, I forgot what his name was. Oh, yeah, Max Borgie to rush for at least one touchdown. Just, just a great running back in rushing and receiving and I predict Deontay Burnett to catch at least one touchdown. Uh, I predict Jeff Baddett of the Vipers to catch at least one touchdown as well. I predict the Roughnecks to win 28-14. Uh, Guardians at Brahmas. Um, these are some really bad teams. The Brahmas are not at all good. They were promising, and they've been promising in just about every game, only to lose. But they're second in passing offense um, and rushing offense, as well as scoring offense. So their offense is pretty good. But... Yeah, and the Guardians are pretty bad, too. So, I predict Jack Cohn to throw at least one touchdown. I predict Fred Brown to catch at least one. And I predict Jaquez Patrick to rush for at least one touchdown. He's pretty good, but he's had to carry a lot more of the load after... um, Kalen Balage went down. They were pretty good splitting a backfield, but now it's but now it's not that good. Uh, I predict Quinton Dormady to throw at least one touchdown, um, and I do predict Jermaine Martin to rush for at least one touchdown, and I predict Cody Latimer to catch at least one touchdown. Um, I'm still unsure of which team to predict because they're both kind of bad, but I think the Brahmas are going to win this one. Um, uh, 27-23. And then the Renegades at the Defenders, no question. Um, I predict Jordan Tama throwing least two touchdowns and Abram Smith rushing for at least one touchdown in this game. Uh, The defenders are the single best team 
in the league. Maybe not statistically, but Jordan, but they are the best. Seven and one. Jordan Tamu is a great quarterback and great at rushing. And I do predict Sal Canella to catch at least one touchdown. Um, and Devion Smith to rush for at least one touchdown, but no question, uh, 33, um, 29 defenders. Scores are so weird in the XFL. They, they just are really weird, but that's what we're going with. And then Seattle Sea Dragons at St. Louis Battlehawks. The Battlehawks and the Sea Dragons are a good team. Uh, ben DiNucci and AJ McCarron are the two top quarterbacks in the league. So, uh, I do predict a pass heavy game with both quarterbacks throwing at least two touchdowns. Um, I predict Jacor. Pearson and Hakeem Butler both catching touchdowns. And I predict Brian Hill to rush for at least one touchdown. Um, I do predict the Battlehawks winning 31-18 or something like that. No, wait. 31-24. The Dragons are a really good team. They had like a 5 game straight win streak which is incredible this is the second to last um this is the second to last week in the xfl so there are a lot of playoff implications here um so so, I mean, the Roughnecks and Defenders are in. Battlehawks and Dragons battling for that second playoff spot in the North. And this may be, this game that I just predicted may be huge in that. And the Renegades are kind of, sort of, like trying to beat the Brahmas for... Um, the second spot, but the Brahmas, I don't think, can come back and do this. Like, what is it? One more win from the Renegades or one more loss from the Brahmas and Renegades are in the playoffs. Brahmas are out. Um, the Renegades would have to lose their next two games. Brahmas would have to win their next two games. Um, and then, yet, they might not make it in with uh, tiebreakers. I think the Renegades would hold some significant tiebreakers. But if the Battlehawks win, they will be 7-2. and two, uh, And the Dragons will be 5-3. and three, And the Battlehawks... Oh, so the Battlehawks win and in... Battlehawks and Renegades win and they're in. And the the Dragons win out. Battlehawks lose at least one. And 
it goes to tiebreakers. Battlehawks lose their next two games. Dragons win out. That will be uh, the Dragons in the playoffs, but I doubt it. I think the Battlehawks will win and get the playoffs. Defenders Battlehawks was fun, and I think it will be again. Rough next, Renegades is probably going to be the South Division matchup, and I think it would be the Renegades. I think the Renegades would end up facing the Defenders in the championship, and the Defenders would win. But man, what an ugly championship ring that would be. The Defenders logo is just a D with a star in it. But, I mean, I guess that's it. The Defenders versus Roughnecks would be a very good championship matchup. And so, I do think the Defenders will end up winning the championship. Um, yeah, last time they met up, the Defenders won by 11. So, yeah, I think right now, the defend if the Defenders can stay healthy and they keep going consistently, then that is a championship for them. Okay, normally, I'd end it here. But the USFL is starting, and I like this better as a football league. Also, because I don't have ESPN. And they have games on Fox, Peacock, and NBC. As well as, you know, FS1, USA. And I actually think that's it. So, starting it off, Philadelphia Stars, Memphis Showboats. Um, The Memphis Showboats used to be the Tampa Bay Bandits. They lost quarterback Jordan Thomas, who I just talked about in the um, in the XFL. But the Philadelphia Stars, I think, would be without um, Case Cookus. I think he got signed to a practice squad, if I am... Correct. Um, no, Case Cookus is still there, and he was pretty good at quarterback. The Memphis Showboats, who do they have at quarterback? Uh, they have Brady White, Cole Kelly, and Ryan Willis. Three people I know absolutely nothing about but uh the stars made it to the championship last year losing an intense game to the Birmingham Stallions I do predict the stars winning I don't know by how much I don't know much about the Memphis Showboats quarterbacks and how they do I am predicting the Stars winning uh, 27-20. to 20. The Generals against the Stallions. Um, the Stallions ha- had two interesting qu- quarterbacks last year. 
They still have Alex McGoo and Jamar Smith. Jalen Morton, I think, will be a third string with Jamar Smith having a pretty good season last season. The Generals, this was the matchup that kicked off last USFL. Uh, the Generals used to have Luis Perez at quarterback, but he went to the XFL. So they have Dakota Prukop, DeAndre Johnson, and Kyle Loletta. Three people I also know nothing about. But the Stallions are the championship, are the champions. They still have guys like um, Bo Scarborough, who was pretty good. They have... Uh, Scooby Wright the third, um, who was very good, and like those are some really great guys. They do not have Dion, uh, Demarcus Gates anymore, um, who was a really good pass rusher, but they they still have some great guys. Scooby Wright has a probable tag on his thing, but I would not worry about it. Such a great player. Oh, that's last season's... Oh, these are injuries. So, such a great player. And Jamar Smith is a decent quarterback. CJ Maribel is also a great... Uh a great running back, and they've run out of the T formation a lot with Maribel, Bo Scarborough, and uh, Bobby Holly, number 44, their fullback, and that was super successful. It's interesting that they still use the T formation. It is known as a kind of old-fashioned formation. It's from the 40s when the Bears and Sid Luckman used to use it. And it was their secret weapon. And then it took the lead by, sto- by storm. And then it got adopted in college a lot. And then, um, but now in past happy football, you don't see it as much. But then the Birmingham Stallions won using a T formation a lot. And, you know, it's a great running attack. Bo Scarborough is a great player. What's interesting to me is that they used an injured Alex McGoo to run more than they did a healthy Jamar Smith last season, but that doesn't matter. They're both at 100%. Um, so with predictions, I predict Jamar Smith throwing at least one touchdown. I predict that... Either C.J. Marable or, um, uh, C- or Bo Scarborough will rush for at least one touchdown. And I predict that the Stallions will win 27-21. These are two of the good teams, the Stallions reigning champions. They have retained a lot of talent, but most notably, they have lost... Demarcus Gates. And then Michigan Panthers at 
Houston Gamblers. Another interesting thing about this season, they're using different stadiums. The Michigan Panthers will be playing out of Ford Field, um, which is interesting. So for quarterback for the Gamblers, they have Kenji Bahar, Montez Cozart, and Terry Wilson. Most notably to me, they do not have Clayton Thorsten. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He kind of looked like Peyton Manning. Um, I mean, except for his play. His play was bad, but I mean, at least he kind of looked like Peyton Manning. Uh, but they were terrible, and I think they're looking to have a better season. The last one, I think the um, strangely, I think that the uh, Texans were the best football team in Houston went last season. So the Gamblers got to step it up. So for the Panthers, they have Carson Strong. I think he played in the NFL. Uh, they were an interesting team last season. So yeah, the quarterbacks are Carson Strong. I recognize his name, but I don't know a lot about him. Josh Love and Eric Barriere. Um, at wide receiver, they have A.J. Richardson uh, and Devin Ross, Eric, um, Ishmael Hyman, Joe Walker, and Marcus Sims. Uh, at running back, they have Reggie Corbin. Uh, also at wide receiver, they have Trey Quint and Wop. Fillier. Interesting name. Uh, the Gamblers. I don't know much about the people on these teams. They have some different players than they did last season. Um, so I predict. Oh, one. Also, the Gamblers had Will Likely. Who was pretty good, but he is missing. He might be the most notable change. Will likely had pick sixes, blocked kicks, all that. I think he had pick sixes. That might be another guy I'm thinking about. But he did block a kick, so he was a pretty good player. Um, this one's basically a toss-up for me. I predict the Houston Gamblers 21-14 um, but that's not, like, serious. Pittsburgh Ballers, New Orleans Breakers. New Orleans Breakers are, I think, most notably without Sal Canella, who is on the Arlington Renegades of the XFL. Um, but at quarterback, they have, let's see here. A Keel Glass, Davis Cheek, and McLea Bethel Thompson, who I know nothing about. Um, at running back, 
They have Ezra Gray, Anthony Jones, um, and Wes Hills. So, I don't know much about the quarterback room here, uh, as usual. For the Maulers, I remember their horrendous purple and orange jerseys. So, they've changed to a gold and black, which now is copied from the uh, Steelers. But, for them at quarterback, Connor Sampson... Uh, James Morgan and Troy Williams, who I know, guess what, nothing about. So this one is also a toss-up. I think the predicting will be much easier when, like, we've seen them play. I mean, who knows? The Stallions could be horrible, and there are 10 weeks of this league as well. And then playoffs. So, um... So, for this game, um, New Orleans, New Orleans was pretty good, taking it to the South Division Championship. The Maulers were kind of horrible. They were, they weren't good at all. And so, I will predict the Breakers based on their record last season but it's a different season so I guess I'll kind of see how this goes and uh, it will make predictions easier just like the XFL how that went so that will do it um just to restate the messages, uh, this is not gambling advice. Um, I am not responsible for any money that was lost or was lost while gambling on things said in this podcast. Um, if you would like to approach me with a sponsorship, because this is an unsponsored podcast, or just contact me for any reason, my email is in the description. This podcast is available on YouTube and Spotify. If you would like to listen to this podcast on the other platform. Uh, the link will be in the description. This podcast is also available on RSS too. The link for that will be in the description. Um, that uh, includes the transcript. So it's a good way to listen. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Help the channel grow. Costs nothing takes a second you can always change your mind later ding the bell to never miss an episode um and that's it hope you've enjoyed this installment of penalty on the podcaster over time you'll hear more of me next episode